Warning! The following episode contains mature subject matters, mentions of immigrant culture, and a Brazilian host with the energy of a chaotic vampire. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Laura Farito Show. My name is Laura Faritos, and this is my show. <laughs> that sums it up. This is episode one. Here is Laura. Ai, ai, ai. You're back. You came back for episode one, assuming you listened to episode zero. And if you did, oh my god, how do you do it? I am thoroughly impressed. <laughs> you listen to me jumble and mumble about my imposter syndrome for like 20 minutes and you came back for episode one. I'm very impressed. If you didn't listen to episode zero, well, you don't really need to. It was more like an announcement rather than an engaging episode. Um... I was mostly explaining who I am, which, hi, my name is Laura, <laughs> I'm a Brazilian immigrant, I live in Toronto, I work in podcasting and radio stuff, and yeah, that was about it. I was mostly just talking about the fact that I had an imposter syndrome, which I didn't know about, and through therapy I realized that I had been holding off on posting content for like over five years because I just assumed no one would care about it and now I understand that it that's not the point the point isn't whether people care about what I have to say the point is that I have to do it because I care about what I have to say so that I get the experience that I need with content, so that I can edit things more frequently, get better at doing the content that I'm doing, and ultimately, if I did everything I had to do like five years ago, I would be much better off professionally today, even if I had the audience of three people, right? So that's all it comes up to, it's that it's not about the audience like I'm obviously grateful if anyone besides my close friends are listening to this <laughs> for any reason other than me asking for feedback <laughs> I know I sent my episode zero to a few friends and I asked for feedback and I got really good feedback about you know some editing things and the best feedback that I received was, oh, I, I understand that episode zero was a very personal episode for you. And I just hope that your future episodes can be a little more engaging for audience purposes. And that got me thinking, how could I make that episode more engaging? Granted, episode zero was more of an announcement. But if I were to make that into a full episode, what could I do to make it more engaging? And then I started looking at some other feedback that I received from other friends and a friend of mine was like, wow, hearing you talk about your realization that you had an imposter syndrome all along has made me realize that maybe I also have an imposter syndrome, but I'm not sure. So I've been thinking about it and I was like, hmm, maybe I will revisit the imposter syndrome episode and do an episode like dedicated entirely to that 
but it won't be dedicated to my imposter syndrome per se maybe i can do you know vox pop interviews where i can interview a few people who um are pretty outspoken on social media about having uh, imposter syndromes and maybe i could go as far as to even find an imposter syndrome expert and then they could give me really good information that for anyone listening and it's like oh i don't know much about imposter syndrome but it kind of resonates with me that will be a good episode because then i'm bringing in people that feel the same way i'm bringing in experts that are explaining why this is natural why you're not alone and why there are ways to work around this and i don't know it was nice it was nice so that was it I have learned a lot since doing episode zero. I have listened to the feedback and I will try to make this show an engaging show for the audience, even though this is meant to be my personal outlet for expressing myself. It's like, I've said my piece, I expressed myself. Now, what else can I add into this episode, you know? Another thing I wanted to talk about was that in episode zero, whenever I talked about my imposter syndrome, I referred to Darth Laura as my alter ego that criticizes me, you know, my inner critic. And um, on episode zero, my mindset when talking about this was like, yeah, I'm going to show Darth Laura, you know, this this podcast is really going to show her. Like, I'm gonna flip her. You know, it was very um, standoffish. Very resentful. And the last therapy session that I did had me reflect about, like, my shadow self, which is technically, you know, my inner critic. And it made me realize that maybe I should have a little more compassion for that flora. Like, I've been looking at my imposter as an enemy, as a bully. But now that I've had some time to reflect in between, you know, recording the last episode and this one, I've come to realize that my my shadow self, my imposter, my Darth Laura, she's really trying to protect me I shouldn't be resentful at my imposter I should be grateful it was wrong it was the wrong way to protect me but it was the only way you knew how to you know and it's like understanding that having that compassion for that side of yourself I think is a really important realization to have And if you are in the same journey that I'm in, in realizing you have an imposter syndrome, do consider thinking about compassion and hugging that imposter a little bit. Because is it possible that when they're telling you they don't like you, they don't want to hear this, don't do this, don't do that, don't... Like, is it possible that instead of telling you this because they're trying to ruin your life they're telling you this because they think they're protecting you sure these things are not actually protecting you but like is it possible that your imposter thinks they're protecting you 
that they think they're keeping you from harm, keeping you from humiliation, keeping you from pain, you know? And it's not how the world works, but it's up to us to decide not to listen to the imposter. And there's a difference in attitude between me deciding not to listen to my imposter in the last episode, in which I was gonna be like, fuck you, you don't know what you're talking about, stupid bitch. And now, I'm gonna choose not to listen to my imposter with more compassion. You know, if I'm feeling self-conscious and I want to post something and my immediate thought is everybody's going to hate me, instead of being angry at myself for thinking that, I'm going to show myself a little compassion and be like, okay, it's, it's valid that you feel this way, but that doesn't mean it's true. You don't know how everybody feels. The key takeaway that I received in therapy is that when I hear the voice of my imposter talking in my head, instead of believing it right away or fighting it right away, I should simply take a deep breath and ask myself, but is that really true? Where is the evidence? Where is this coming from? And I don't know. I think that's a really important insight to include, you know. So, episode one is here is Laura. <laughs> here is me. This is basically a really all over the place, chaotic introduction to myself, this phase of my life and everything that I'm looking forward to, you know. So, a little bit about me. My name is actually Laura Machado Faria, but I like to go by Laura Faritos. Kinda like Doritos, because I really like Doritos. And I don't know, I find that living in Canada, dealing with English-speaking people all the time, my name has been giving me a lot of headaches throughout the years, you know, I've had multiple rebrands, multiple rebrands on social media just because I couldn't ever stick to any of my legal names um, consistently speaking. Like if I, like in Brazil, I went by Laura Machado and when I got to Canada, everybody was like, my shadow, machado, maquiato, like no sir, machado, you know? Um, then I started going by Faria because I thought, well, that's five letters. <laughs> it's it's Faria. That shouldn't be something that gives you problems pronouncing it. But lo and behold, <laughs> Canadians did find a way to find that a problem. They would call me Laura Faria, Laura Feria, Laura Farao. Like this guy le liter literally introduced me at a stand-up show as Laura Farrell. And I was like, sure, sir. <laughs> so eventually I just realized that, you know, what Canadians never cease to pronounce right? Doritos. They always pronounce Doritos the same way. So instead of Laura Faria, I'm gonna be Laura Faritos. And that's... That's me, Laura Faritos. I was born and raised in Brazil. I moved to Canada in 2012 when I was 15 years old. I went to high school where Mean Girls was filmed. And that was a pretty wild experience. We'll save that for another episode. 
I was born in São Paulo, but I grew up in the city of Santos, which is basically a beach town. It's smaller than Rio de Janeiro, and it's very quaint. It's wild, but very quaint. <laughs> I moved to Canada when I was 15 because my mom was married to this Italian-Canadian guy, and he just didn't like living in Brazil. He tried living in Brazil with us for two to three years, really couldn't stand it. And when he came back to Canada, we just eventually came with. I wasn't a fan of it. I will be very honest with you. I was not a fan of the idea of coming to Canada, mostly because I didn't speak English. My mom used to pay for me to go to English classes and I would either skip those classes or think about anything but learning English the whole time that I was in those classes so when she was like yeah we're gonna move to Canada and we're gonna rely on you to speak English for the both of us I was like can't and then I did move to Canada with her and I had to learn English from scratch and uh, it was it was really it was a weird experience because to this day i have a really uncommon accent for you know brazilian immigrant standards i i find that canadians who are not very used to accents will hear me talk and they immediately assume i'm eastern european like they either think oh you're russian oh you're you know, Lithuanian, oh, you're Croatian, oh, no, you're Ukrainian, and it's like, sir, I'm Brazilian, and then they just stare at me, and they're like, <laughs> you're not Brazilian, I'm like, yes, I'm Brazilian, but you don't sound Brazilian, uh, sir, I... I don't know what to tell you. I lived with Russians for my first two years here in Canada. And then when I did theater, they basically cast me as the Russian mistress in every single play. And I thought I was committing to the bit by learning the Russian accent. It's not my fault, okay? And then people are always like, oh, sometimes you kind of sound like a vampire. And it's like, well... The reason for that is because <laughs> when I was committing to the bit of the Russian accent, the accent that I thought was a Russian accent in all those school plays was um, Dracula's. I thought Dracula was Russian. <laughs> I thought Dracula was Russian. I thought Russian people sounded like that. So I watched Hotel Transylvania for like the first six months that I was doing theater and I was trying to copy Dracula's accent throughout all of it like Adam Sandler's Dracula, you know, bleh 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 and uh, um, <laughs> basically no one around me thought it was worth pointing out that hey Laura, by the way while you're learning a new language Maybe you shouldn't try doing it with an accent. You might not be able to unlearn the accent. 
So here I am, constantly unlearning it. Like the, the accent that you hear right now is actually my conscious accent. This is me consciously softening it up. Generally speaking, when I'm either drunk or high, my accent reverts to zero and it's like I lose all sense of grammar. My R's tend to be like, you know? And I, I don't know, I can't, you'll see it when you see it, if I keep doing the Laura Farito show, eventually I'll do a, uh, an episode where I'm doing a drinking game or something like that, and you'll see the escalation of my accent, but yeah, I, 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 I turn into Russian Dracula very often, and it's not my fault, it's just my character development, take it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else that I can tell you? Um, let me see. Besides the fact that I moved to Canada when I was 15 and that I have a weird explanation for my untraceable accents, the other thing you should know about me is that I'm one of those chaotic friends who's always at the wrong place at the wrong time. Like, I have endless story time episodes for you, like, endless story time episodes for you of, like, multiple life and death situations that I've been in, you know, um, some really supernatural situations that I've seen. Anyway, like, we, we, we have a lot of content, is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I know I said earlier in the episode about how I'm gonna try to be engaging, I'm gonna try to invite, you know, comedians, I'm gonna try to get experts in the episodes, do interviews, but do not be mistaken. <laughs> My stories alone will be engaging when I do get around to telling them. So, I feel like that gives you a pretty good introduction to me as a person. And I'm sure we're gonna get way more acquainted as the episodes go off. In the next two episodes, I'm going to be talking about the current period of life that I'm going through, my mid to late 20s, and my transition to the best version of myself, what I like to call Avatar Laura. And this was the episode. You've made it to the end. You listened to my voice this whole time and it didn't drive you crazy. Congratulations. Thank you so much for supporting me. I truly appreciate it. If it wasn't for you, I would be talking to myself. So, <laughs> thank you. If you'd like to stay up to date with my weekly episodes and occasional videos, please follow me on Instagram and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Laura Faritos. If you'd like to stay up to date with my work besides the show, please go ahead and sign up for my monthly newsletter. There I summarize key takeaways from my episodes, I share links to any other content I produce, and I also include tickets to comedy shows, so that's always nice. Finally, if you'd like to take an extra step and support the making of the show, please consider making a one-time donation, buying my merch, or signing up for my Patreon for just $2 a month. You get all my content ad-free, full length, and sometimes even the behind-the-scenes process. I'm looking at you, media production students. You like the show? Huh? Do you? Do you? You like the show? Prove it. Give me your money. Pay me cash. Dollars. I want dollars. This has been a public service announcement. 
see you in the next episode. Ciao, ciao. So for that.